right, here we go. Sarah here. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. Today we have a special episode for you where we are joined by Jamie Morocco, who is a body transformation mentor. And she really focuses on helping women manifest their dream body through science, mindset, energetics, which is something that uh, I, of course, am fascinated by. But as I shared with you guys, I really have this really deep desire to bring on women onto the show. And it's not a situation where I'm just bringing on anybody who will be a guest or anybody that I know. I want to focus on women who are building unapologetic empires. And Jamie and I have connected. We've worked together in a couple of different capacities. And something that I love about her, something I love about her brand is her unapologetic vibe when it comes to weight loss and eating and food being luxurious. It can be pleasurable. You don't have to make yourself miserable. And, you know, I know I've been very open just about my weight struggles over the years. And so these messages that often Jamie's sharing that would have been over my head at one point, I really feel and understand now, especially because of her embodiment and the way that she speaks with such certainty and with such truth when she shares these things. And so whether or not you have ever struggled with weight loss or, you know, maybe it's just, we, I mean, let's be real. We all have body hangups in one way or another, but like, I, I say that because I don't want you to think that this is just like a weight loss episode because I feel like there's Jamie brings so much more to the table than that. And so I want to dive into her views and the ways in which she goes about all of this. You know how I often say in business, no torture vibes. Like that's really what I feel like I see when I look at Jamie's content and her brand. And so again, I just want to dive into all of that and thank you, Jamie, for being so well, being here, but also being so unapologetic in the way in which you present something that has been so historically miserable or uh, a little bit too harsh for so many people. So thank you for that. Well, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. No, thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. One of the, so I was like writing down, I'm like, okay, what do I, you know, there's a million things that we could talk about. And one of the first things that I wrote down was that, well, it was from a recent post. I'm sure you've said it a million times, but body alignment is the gateway to receiving all of your desires. And so I don't know, I just want you to share that, what you mean by that with, with the people who are listening. Yeah. So a tagline that I, that came to me a few months ago and like, it came to me in a really bold way was like, my body made me a millionaire. And that when I I heard that come through in my mind, I was like, Whoa, like that's wild. And I was like, can we really post that? I'm like, yes, we have to post it. So I posted it and I felt like another level for me was unlocked in me sharing that. And what I mean behind that is like, for me in my journey, and I think a lot of women can relate the way that we feel in our body. And this isn't about a certain weight or a certain size or conforming to a certain aesthetic. It's about the way we feel. So the way we feel in our body can impact our confidence and in turn that can impact how we show up in the world. And of course, if you're into the energetics, if you are not feeling good or confident in your body and you're hung up on a cycle of negativity, you know, you could argue that you're not going to be attracting the things that you desire and deserve most in life. Right. So what I found is I have been reflecting back on my last, you know, 18 to to 20 years. That's really when I started my transformation journey, that me changing my body and releasing the weight that didn't serve me was the gateway to me 
going from like a C minus student to an A student, getting jobs that I actually enjoyed, finding my passion, attracting relationships that actually served me not where I was trying to find my self-worth in other people. So like for me, my body, finding body alignment and food freedom was the gateway to the money, the relationships, the confidence to start my business, the confidence to move across the country. And I lived in California for four years. So I think that a lot of women, of course, this isn't everybody's truth, but a lot of times we a lot of times for, you know, some people looking at how you feel in your body and giving yourself permission to go after your goals can be the very thing that opens up a whole new world for you. So absolutely. I love how you just said that. I want to come back to something specific that you just said, but before that, I'm curious, because I don't know this part of your story. When you started this weight release journey, I have to assume you didn't understand the energetics of it at first. I'm assuming you started with the how, and then it kind of, then you kind of like integrated. So I want to hear a little bit more about that. Totally. So I started my journey for real, for real when I was 18, which was like 17 and a half years ago. And, but I had tried so many things before I tried like the weight watchers and the slim fast and like the working out and all the things. And then I did start researching the how, and I learned about like food intake and like, you know, the right workouts to transform your body and and all of that. Um, and then more of the energetic pieces, I was studying energetics uh, when I was 18, but I wasn't yet bringing them over to like the body transformation journey that, that part of it started to come to fruition because what I had done is I went from being, you know, by medical standards, almost in the obese category, more importantly, it was how I felt my body to underweight. So that's the extreme of how I went within a one and a half uh, year period. And I realized that I was just as unhappy underweight as I was overweight. And then I had to do the work internally. So that was really the catalyst for me looking at healing my relationship with food, right? And really giving myself permission to look at who am I from the inside out, not the outside in, if that makes sense. I feel like it's the same type of thing with money for so many of us. We're like the spiritual, the more spiritual principles, you know, they're not the things that we're taught. It's not the normal way that any of us really, you know, grew up learning to understand these things, like, right? Work hard or diet and, you know, kill yourself in a workout. That's the way to actually get what you want. And I think we all white knuckle our way to the results at first, Mm -hmm. and then we come to understand a different way. And then it makes so much sense to us. Whereas if you're still ahead or like, you're still like, you're on the verge of that transformation. It's just so interesting. I don't know. You don't get it until you get it. And I just, I love that you're integrating both pieces to help people get it a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I love that you brought in money because you can feel broke with zero dollars and you can feel broke with millions of dollars, right? So it's it's not just about the physical piece, although of course that's important, but it's about what we make that mean and the journey of transformation that literally is about you transforming your psyche, your mindset, your energy, whatever you want to call it, so that you can actually hold, right, the, the change that you've just created. Well, again, especially just like with money, anybody can make a million dollars, but if you can't hold it, 
it doesn't matter all that much. Anybody can drop the 50 pounds. But again, if you're in a position where you hate your body or you hate how you got there, you're not going to be able to hold it. And so I don't know, is there one or a few top pieces of advice that you would give somebody who's kind of just stepping into understanding the importance of feeling worthy of the release, important, worthy of the money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So I would say when it comes down to worthiness, I think the first step is just the awareness first and foremost, because most people don't even realize just how much they're tying their worthiness to their body or to how much money is in their bank account. And I don't know that that ever goes like a hundred percent away. You know, I think that's another thing too. We just assume that, oh, those at the top have done all the work. So they never have a money worry or they never have a body worry. I don't think that's true. I think that the more successful that we become, we just learn how to identify our stuff more, right? Our stuff that, that kind of trips us up. So I think awareness is the first piece. And that's when I really learned. And I think it was the book, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle, where I learned to be an observer of my mind and of my thoughts. And I think that if you can just start to become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking about food and about your body or about money and about your ability to hold it or, or make it, that's the very first step, just non-judgmental observation, because then you can actually do something with that. When we're too judgmental on ourselves, we can't really create change from that place. If we're like, oh, there I am having that thought again about how broke I am. It's like, if we're in a state of judgment, we can't create change. But if we're in a state of neutrality, then we can, we can say, well, what do I want to be true instead? Right? So that's one piece of advice. And the other thing that comes to mind, and I say this to my clients all the time, I'm like, We can't use the past to dictate the future. And I think the listeners who have businesses, which are probably the majority of the listeners of the show, will appreciate this. So think about it like this. I'm going to give a business example. If you were to say, okay, I made $5,000 last month. So this month I'll probably make about $5,000. We're in a very limited mindset. We're using the past to dictate the future and we're not leaving room open for miracles. You're so fixated on like the 5k, right? But maybe had you given yourself a little bit more freedom to dream bigger, maybe you would have made 20k that month, right? But because you were so fixated on the past month, you were creating the future based off the past and weight loss is no different. If you say, oh my gosh, last time I tried this, I lost 20 pounds, but then I gained it back. And you're allowing that pattern to be the predictor of your future right? You're more likely to step into that scenario and it feels like groundhog day. So I always say, you know, you don't have to allow your past to dictate your future. You get to rewrite the story now, but what are you giving more attention to what happened last year or last time that you lost the weight and gained it back? Or are you more focused on what you want to create now and in the future? I think such a big part of that. And I, again, I wrote something down that you had written. You talked about how, did you know that eating in a low vibrational state can downregulate metabolism up to 30% and growing up, I feel like for so many of us, what are the things that we fear food and money when it comes to our body, when it comes to all of that and like actually functioning again, like, let's say you have a piece of pizza. Let's say you have the cookies, whatever it is. I, I feel like I've just become I've come to understand that it's never that that messes up your results. It's never that in and of itself that actually like messes you up. Just like one bad launch doesn't screw up your entire year. It's what you make it mean that actually fucks with you. And so like, again, just this concept of 
eating because you want to and removing the guilt, removing the fear. Like I wrote on your website, you wrote rule I live by, like never skip dessert. I love that you just allow for that pleasure because that's what allows, I don't know, my experience for you to keep going versus again, then making yourself miserable for any of it. Yeah. And that's a huge one. And I love that we're talking about food and money because I feel like those are the two things that as women, like you said, we've been made to feel shameful about or scared of when that is literally the thing and the frequency that keeps us small, you know, and when we do eat in a state of guilt, shame, or anxiety, we're eating in a state of stress and that will downregulate metabolism. That's just from a scientific level, let alone energetic level. You know, now you're projecting your fear onto the food. And one could say you're influencing the molecular structure of the food, if you believe in that. So, you know, there are just so many, like there's, we have so much power. And I think that the key is to remember that in a world that has tried to make us forget it and to a world that has literally tried to make us operate on a different frequency for so long. And like now is our reclamation to say, that's not my truth anymore. I get to eat because it feels good for me. I get to make money because I desire to have more impact and more income. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's very right. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that comes up to for, for me, as you say that is like something I've been talking a lot lately about is surviving versus thriving when it comes to our businesses. And I feel like, again, so many of us, especially the women that I feel like I work with or the women I talk to, so many of them are high achievers. They're, you know, they want to hit the goals or they always have hit the goals. And so they're always kind of, again, groundhog day, kind of like chasing the next thing. And I think you have done such a good job of embodying that piece around I'm going to create content because I want to just the same way I'm going to eat this food if I actually want to versus doing it from just this mindless place. Was there something that shifted for you specifically when it comes to like running your business from a pleasurable state as well? Because again, I think you embody that so well. Thank you. That means a lot. I I really appreciate that. Um, I think that I am somebody who tends to be more in her masculine energy in her business. I'm feminine energy in other areas of my life. And for me, I just kept noticing that I would go like really hard for like two weeks and then I would like need to take a week off. (laughs) So I think I found um, my own sort of self-regulation with like what feels good for me. And I actually started to find out by trial and error that the times that I would sit down just and just write and just like, let it free flow that those posts would actually like do the best or the times where I just felt like hopping on a live stream and just talking about something that came to me that I felt called to share those things always work best. So I was like, well, if this is working best, wouldn't the best, wouldn't I just want to keep doing more of it versus trying to make myself wrong for like the way that I want to do it. So I think it was really trial and error for me and a lot of deprogramming because when I started my business, I did, I I worked with some amazing people and a lot of them were, you know, men or were very, very um, masculine women were like, okay, this is how we do it. And exactly, sorry, my dog, right, right. Exactly. This many posts at this many times and, you know, do it in this way. So I think it was like trial and error and deprogramming. I think, I think that's a really good takeaway for everyone. Cause I think it's so easy to see somebody who is like doing well in business or again, doing well with their body and assume that the trial and error wasn't there for them. 
or that they didn't have to, I, I feel like I don't know, we're like, just like playing around in the dark a lot of times trying to like figure out what works. And I don't know, I'm, I'm still there in, in, in many cases, but I think the, the difference between somebody who succeeds and that somebody who doesn't is the person who just makes it no big deal and keeps again, allowing for the trial and error, but with that trust within themselves. Um, yes, exactly. I completely agree. And like, I'm still in trial and error mode, <laughs> like honestly, with the way social media is with the way that, you know, trends change with how my own perception of things changes with how my own lifestyle changes. Like I'm all, I'm like in a constant trial and error mode. So, and it's funny that you say that because I would also assume that like, Oh, she's making few hundred thousand dollars a year she's making a few million a year. She must have it like all figured out. And of course there is like a figuring out that you have at every level, but you're always kind of in this constant iteration vibe, but that's like what being an entrepreneur is. I feel like, well, right. I feel like at some point I had to stop making myself wrong for that. When we're the people who want to continually grow, of course, it's not going to be like a set it and forget it kind of vibe. And I don't know. I just, I think the, the more I've learned to take the drama out of everything, like I joke often, but I'm not joking that like the answer to everything is really just to calm the fuck down. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I'll remember that. That's good advice. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to remember it as well. But I'm like, like, really, like every single time I'm like, oh, like you're making this into a bigger deal. Again, eating the cookie, whatever it is if we just allow, if we don't make ourselves wrong for anything, or we just allow for, again, that trial and error, things move so much more smoothly. Totally. Totally. And because like you said, it's never the thing. It's what we make the thing mean. And if we eat the extra cookie, we're suddenly in like a spiral mode. And then we're like, well, I might as well eat six more cookies and start on Monday versus like, you know, or that, that launch failed. I might as well never sell anything again. So it's, it's exactly that. It's like, okay, how can we just like keep calm and carry on? <laughs> keep going. I'm, I'm curious. So, cause I know that I'm, I work with a lot of clients who, again, like, let's say, they have a couple months where they didn't make as much money. And then it's like, they forget to do the things they know to do because there's so much pressure on any one launch. How do you deal with that when it comes to your clients? Cause I'm sure it's a whole, like I'll start over Monday kind of vibe a lot with some people. And so what is your advice for them essentially to calm the fuck down and to get back to, to, to your formula essentially? Yeah, it really depends on the person because we, the clients that we work with in our higher end coaching programs, we work with them like in a very intimate one-to-one way and every person's a little bit different, but usually the formula is the first thing is like, just allow your, yourself to like have the emotion. Like if you need to have like a little bit of a fit or like a little pity party, totally have it. I'm not somebody who's like, just try to tell yourself it's all okay. And like spiritually bypass your feelings. I'm all about like, if you're feeling this way, allow yourself to feel. That doesn't mean you need to act based off of those feelings, but allow yourself to feel the fact that maybe you ate a few extra cookies than you wanted and just give yourself a minute. Then once you've let your feelings run their course and you're able to look at the situation in a state of neutrality, what I always tell my clients to do is to look for the lesson. Because every time we color outside the lines, there's actually something really important that we can learn, but we're usually so busy beating ourselves up for the fact that we feel like we failed and we're looking for like reinforcement that we will fail and we'll never get what we want. We'll never have the business or the body or the thing that we miss the lesson. And if we miss the lesson, then we're probably going to repeat that again until we learn it. So 
when you're in a state of neutrality, look for the lesson. The lesson could be, hey, I was really stressed about this thing and the stress is what triggered me to eat overeat the cookies, right? And then we get to look at how do we handle stress better? Or like, what are we, you know, again, making the stress mean and all of that. And so, but I think the thing is like to let yourself feel the emotions and then to look for the lesson, right? Because that's how you win. You, you either get what you want you get the result or you get the lesson, but either way, you're still moving forward. If you're focused on those two things. I love that so much. And I appreciate, again, like, I I don't think I would have appreciated it as much, let's say three, four years ago, because I was so in a place of like assuming or believing that any way to, to get any kind of results required me beating myself up or Mm -hmm. required me. I didn't try hard enough. I should have had better self-discipline, so on and so forth. I don't know. I'm saying that because I see so clearly now that the compassion piece the actually pulling the lesson. And it's not from a place of trying to bypass real pain or anything like that. While at the same time, if you are in a body or a financial situation where at 30 something years old, you find yourself repeating the same negative patterns and you've been beating yourself up all this time, it's worth at least trying a different way, right? It's, it's worth trying it. And again, I say this as somebody who three, four years ago, I feel like I could have seen your brand and it would have been so just over my head and like, oh yeah, like think your way to whatever. And like, I, I wouldn't have gotten it, but now it's so clear and obvious and right to me. And I don't know, I just say that for like, again, the, any women listening who have attempted to shame themselves or attempted to force their way to results just hearing what Jamie just said there, we're like, it's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to give yourself a little bit of compassion and it's okay to take the lesson and move forward with a fresh new day. Even the the power of now, I love that he talks about you. If you're in a lot of debt right now, let's accept it. We can't change it by beating ourselves up. Let's accept it. And let's figure out what happens from here. Um, And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just want more women to get that and to embrace that because it's, you can't create a new situation playing out the same patterns that you've attempted to play out for years now. You just can't. And so compassion goes a long way. It really does. And, you know, what something that we do in our program is, you know, we look at everything. We look at different qualitative metrics, quantitative metrics, because I combine, as you said, science, mindset, and energy. And if I see a client who is like trying to be like the straight A student, I'm like, go mess up a little bit this weekend, go have an extra something, go out to dinner or just do something extra. Like if you normally go out to dinner and have, you know, just the bread and the dessert, have like two glasses of wine too. I'm like, just mess up a little. And the reason why I do that is because I want my clients to know that they can color outside the lines and not only how to move through that, but know that they're going to be okay. And that there's nothing wrong with that because if they don't do it while they're, you know, in my container, how are they going to know how to do it when they go off on their own? And I think that, like you said, that compassion piece, that knowing how to walk ourselves through the moments where we feel like we colored outside the lines is such an important skill set to have. It really, really is because it's the ambiguity and it's the gray area and weight loss is mostly gray area. And so is building a business. I think so many things are coming up for me right now, but I feel like that it's crazy the way I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but the way that like, I spent so much time trying to convince myself 
that I'll be in this perfect mode someday, or like one day I'll just never, I'll never want a piece of chocolate or this, that, the other thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like we create this imaginary destination. And again, I've seen a million people do this also with business, right? Like once I hit 10 K, once I hit 50 K, once I hit hundred K and we just like romanticize this future where we like never mess up and we never get it wrong. And when I have hundred K months, I'm never going to have a headache and I'm never going to take a day off, you know, accidentally, I'm never going to screw up a launch and it's all bullshit. It's all nonsense. And so success, whether it's business or whether it's with your body, is not about reaching the place where, again, you are a straight A student and you never mess up and you get everything by the book. It's where you can learn to roll with the fucking punches and trust yourself to do the things that feel aligned, but also have a setback and like not make it into a big deal. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's a hundred percent it. And I, I think that that's that type of thinking is not what we have been taught. We've been taught be the straight A student in school, be the this and be the that and get it perfect. You know, it's kind of like in, in the weight loss industry, it's like the biggest loser mentality that show that we grew up with that was on TV where it's like you either do it perfect or it means you don't want it. Right. So it's like we're trying to just unlearn all this crap that we've been we've been shown because that's not how to get and keep results. You might be able to get there, but you won't be able to keep it unless you know how to navigate all the uncertainty and, and, you know, trust yourself to do it. Most importantly, I'm not sure if there are like official statistics somewhere, but I would have to imagine it's kind of like how they talk about when people win the lottery and they never keep the money. Like I have to imagine like the biggest loser people when you're living in whatever that house where people are cooking for you, you got the trainers, whatever. I don't know how well they actually do when they get home and they have to fend for themselves. And so like, great, you know, happy for you and your weight loss and all. But again, if that's, if we're just striving for the overnight success, it's not again, integrated and we don't carry it. We don't appreciate it. We don't release it. Right. Like the weight, like like you said, and like, I think just that's such a, we all want to get there so fast and I get it. Cause trust me, like, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds in the next five minutes too. But I don't know, just trying to do that hasn't served me. So you think that again, uh, it'd be easier to remember sometimes, but we want the outcome and that happens. Totally. Statistically, 97% of people who gain weight or lose weight, gain it back. And the biggest loser was close to hundred percent. Wow. And I think, and I actually talk about the lottery statistic a lot in my courses, because if you haven't done the embodiment work, if you still identify as somebody who's 50 pounds heavier, 60 pounds heavier, then you're always going to live in accordance with how you identify yourself with. If you still identify yourself as a broke person, but you have $10 million from the lottery, you're, you're still going to live into your identity, right? So that's that actually is the gift in the fact that these things do take a little bit longer. Because I know for me, if I went from $0 in my business to hitting, you know, the highest I've hit is 84K in 30 days, I wouldn't like know what to do with myself. You know, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Like I literally would just feel like I wouldn't be able to hold all of that. So, so yeah, there is a lot of beauty in the process and in the journey and in, you know, if you look at every day as an opportunity to build your foundation, then eventually you're going to get there. I'm working right now on, I feel I've been single for a while. And like for so long, it didn't bother me, or at least like, I didn't let myself even feel that it bothered me. And so it's this funny, interesting thing where like, now that I'm in the place where like, I'm really ready for it, 
I've found myself in like these like needy almost moments where I'm like, okay, where is he? Like, I want it right now. But then I'm trying so hard, not, not hard, but I'm trying to be so intentional about like being grateful for the time that it's taking. And okay, this is one of my last single, whatever Saturday nights and like trying to like enjoy that time. But it's, it's been interesting for me because as I've been working on that over the past few weeks, it's like genuinely things are happening where I'm like, oh, I'm so glad it didn't happen a week ago. I'm so glad that it has taken the time that it's taken. And so I don't know, I just say that because I feel like with, if you hadn't struggled with your weight, you wouldn't be doing what you were doing. If like, we all think again, we want to be like so much further ahead. If I hadn't had launches that failed, I wouldn't have made a lot of fucking money because of those failed launches. And so I know it's such a cliche and simple thing to say, but there really is so much beauty in the journey and the time that things are taking. And the more that you can just embrace that and not fight it, the faster you'll actually get there anyway. Oh, totally. And I love that perspective. And I love that you brought up those things because I know for me, one of the things that I have been told by my clients that is one of the reasons that they hire me is because I have been through it. And when I look at business coaches, I'm like, I want to know that you've been there through the trenches. You didn't just buy a hundred thousand followers on, you know, Instagram. And then that was it, you know? So there is something really beautiful about going through the transformation process and then being able to relate to people who you're mentoring and coaching along the way and be like, this is how I did it. Here's how we can make it work for you. Totally. So one thing I want to talk about, speaking of, I don't know, walking your walk and learning from people who have walked their walk. I feel like one of the things I really appreciate about you is your just commitment to integrity and your commitment to sharing the truth, sharing your truth. And I don't know, I really appreciate the way that you're transparent about it all. And again, you can speak to, because I guess what I'm trying to say is anybody can speak to whatever, making money and we can make it seem like it's this like fun rainbows and unicorn kind of thing. Or we can talk about how like, oh, I just snapped my fingers and I released the weight. And like, that's not what you're saying. You're saying that like, yes, the work is necessary. Like, I love the videos of you walking on your treadmill and heels or like a robe. Like, I love that because you're taking such a stand for doing the things, but also enjoying that process and finding the pleasure and finding the luxury in it. And so I don't know, I guess I just ask that because I say that because do you find that there are a lot of people who have been almost kind of like with like the business coaching space, there are so many people who are like sucked into the fantasy. And so I don't know, I'm just, I'm interested to hear how you navigate that when it comes to clients and like finding that balance between again, it's pleasurable, but also like we got to do the work here. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the weight loss industry is one of the biggest fantasy lies that was ever sold to anybody. You know, it's like a multi-trillion dollar industry. And, you know, when I would see these covers on the magazines, like lose 14 pounds in seven days, it's like, that's not even humanly possible, you know? And we were sold the fantasy and we were actually sold into a system that wants to keep us lifetime customers because, uh, you know, they sell you these things and it's like, we'll do this program and then you'll lose the weight. And then you go off the program and then you need, you feel like you need the program again. Right. So I think that the weight loss industry is like one of the first in, in my lifetime that really tried to sell people on that quick fix. 
And what I think we're seeing now and like the way that I, you know, I see, I have seen a change in customer expectations and client expectations in terms of results, which is really refreshing because at first people were like, I need to get the weight off like today, like within the next week. And I'm like, okay, like here's how it actually works. So I think that part of it was actually education. Like when I actually explained the scientific mechanisms behind how the body releases weight and why we don't want to do it quickly, because it means you're more likely to rebound. I think part of it is like educational. And I think part of it is that they already know that like, they have to, you know, do some of the work, you know, in order to get the result. But the way that I balance the pleasure with the strategy is I do give like certain structure, right? Like I'm like, here are the things, here are the ways that it's feeling like based off of what I've, you know, read in your intake form and what we've talked about here, here's the structure that I think is going to feel the best for you. What do you think? And then they're like, yeah, that sounds great. And this it's, I call it gentle structure because it's actually not like a crazy amount. Like there's no cardio. Like I tell them to walk and however much they're already walking plus a little bit more. And they don't even have to work out in the beginning. If that's not something that feels good for them, it's mostly nutrition and mindset focus, but they get to like ebb and flow within these parameters that really act like bumper lanes, like in, you know, a bowling alley and they can, you know, have their dessert and have their wine. And I don't tell them what to eat. They can pick whatever they want, three meals, six meals, one meal, it doesn't matter. So I think that because there is this gentle structure that is there to support them and hold them, and they're able to do what they want inside of that. I think that that has been really refreshing for them because they're so used to the like, okay, like two hard boiled eggs at like 9am and then don't eat until six. Right. So I think that when I explain it to people, they're able to see like, okay, it's not going to happen overnight. I know I have to like put some structure around this, but that doesn't feel too crazy. It feels really doable and fun. So I think that's how we, you know, help them see that how we combine both the structure and the fun. And I love that you're, again, like you just said, unapologetic about that, because it's, you know, if I get a client, if I have somebody come like and approach me and they're like, okay, well, what's going to be my ROI? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like you could make a million dollars tomorrow. You could make nothing. I'm going to do my part, but I can't speak to like what you're going to do. And so I just appreciate the hell out of you saying it that way. Cause you're like, you're not going to tell somebody it's going to be overnight so that you can get the sale. You're open and honest about your process. And like, yes, we can make this fun, but again, it's not going to happen tomorrow by, you know, going out and buying yourself a new outfit. And like, I'm not sorry for that. Yeah, totally. And the things that I've even said before is like, I don't sell results. I sell coaching. I sell my expertise. I sell a process. And like, I think most business coaches are the same way. Like you can't predict somebody's going to come in and make a hundred thousand dollars in their second month, you know, but you have the systems and processes and expertise to help them get there. And that's, that's where the gold is. Right. So. And I would, I, if I'm curious if you agree with me, but for anybody listening, I, I personally feel like anybody who's attempting, cause I know that there are out there, anyone who, who is attempting to say that you're going to get these results in this amount of time, I would run the fuck away. Yeah. I would run the fuck away. <laughs> like, don't say oh, like somebody who like doesn't know your body, doesn't know your history, like any of these kinds of things, nobody has any business promising results like that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. 
I can speak to what clients have created. I can speak to what's possible, but I cannot guarantee that you're going to, you know, get release 20 pounds in a month. Like that just doesn't, you know, that's not something that I say. And it's not something that I market to. Cause I also just don't want to give people like, like we were saying like false hope, right. I can teach you all the things, but at the end of the day, we've got to get into the weeds and see how does your body respond? Like, what are your needs? What are your triggers? What are, you know, the dragons that we have to slay here? And that's where the real transformation comes in. Now I'm curious from a business perspective, did you always feel that certain and being able to own that? Like being to own what ask, like, I don't sell, like, I'm not selling you results. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause people will ask me on sales calls. What can I expect? I said, well, it's possible that you could be at your goal, you know, cause it is possible, but I don't sell results. I sell coaching and expertise and I've worked with over a thousand people and you can check out the reviews and the testimonials, but like, I will not be like, I guarantee that you can lose 20 pounds in this amount of time because I can't, I'm not, I'm not God. <laughs> so. Of course. I just appreciate that about you. I think I can't remember a time where I ever overpromised results. I, I definitely don't feel as though I did that, but I definitely also know that I was a lot less confident at some point. And so it was less me trying to convince somebody and probably more like me being like, oh my God, if I don't say this, they're not going to think I'm good or, you know, whatever it is. Or it wasn't like trying to take their money as much as it could be like an insecure thing. And I see a lot of that with a lot of clients. If somebody asks them a question or they, they, they're preemptively thinking about a question that somebody might ask and like, they can't answer it. They're like freaking out. Whereas I'm like, you don't, just because you're a business coach, for example, like you don't have to know everything. I don't know everything. And I can just tell you if I don't know something, but in the early stages of business, I think it can be such a, again, a scary thing to like get it wrong or you're, you know, yes, of course you want the money, but also like you want to feel professional, so on and so forth. But I'll say it again, like what I appreciate about you, I just... When I think about you, when I think about your vision, your brand overall, I just feel it as very fluid, literally. Like it just looks like your shirt, the the picture behind you, which is very calm. There's a certainty and calmness in the beauty of what you do. And there's no force or no pressure on yourself to be something or somebody else. And I just want to say again, that I appreciate that about you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's, again, it's come through like a lot of trial and error. Like I once had a business coach, I was in like a fitness coaching business program. And one of the coaches in there was like, you know, I got to tell you something. And he didn't mean this in like a rude way. He's like, I got to tell you something. He's like, you're, you're one of our top performers. And he's like, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, you don't have a six pack or anything. You're not like in bikinis, like, you know, or doing bikini competitions or in a sports bra all the time. And I was like, that's why I'm one of the most successful people is because that's not me. (laughs) Like I'm not a, you know, bikini prep person. I'm not like a professional bodybuilder. Like I am me and that's what resonates with my clients. But had I tried to conform to that, I don't think that I would have been able to grow the business in the way that I did. You wouldn't, you wouldn't. And like, I love that just the way in which you've taken a stand for everything. Like I know you and I talked about the whole like penthouse vibe. You, I feel like you just allow yourself to make your life, your true life and like how you live part of your brand. And there's such ownership around that. And it's just something that should be so respected and hopefully a takeaway for anybody listening that you don't have to conform to be a certain type of coach, type of entrepreneur in order to have success. You just have to be you as cheesy as that sounds, but it really is the truth. 
Yeah, you have to be yourself. And the thing that I think I've learned too is like, cause I struggle a lot and this is just like something that's like super personal, but I actually talk about it. It's on my personal, personal Facebook page. I struggle a lot with like, um, criticism and I knew that as soon as I, you know, I shared about my nose job and I shared about the penthouse and I shared, you know, how much I made in 2020 and I, I share the wins and the things and it, it definitely triggers some people and they're not afraid to say it, but it has made me stronger. I won't say that I'm completely, you know, that, that I've completely slayed that dragon, but it has felt so good for me and so liberating because it doesn't feel like I have to keep parts of myself small. If I want to talk about the penthouse, I'm going to talk about it. If I want to talk about the 400 K year, I'm going to talk about it. If I talk about the nose job, I'm going to talk about it, you know? So it has felt so freeing for me to do that. Even though when often we, we, the further we root in ourselves, sometimes that can trigger other people when they see that. Right. So it's been just a constant, (laughs) a constant process, a constant learning process. Well, I think again, for, I've said this many times, but anybody who I saw, I don't know if you follow her, but Layla Martin, uh, Mm -hmm. got a nose job. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's like a sex coach and she's pretty well known. And she got a nose job and like, there, there weren't many, but there were some comments just about like, wish like women were just like, accepting of their bodies or, you know, accepting of the, that they're beautiful as they are. And like, sure. We all want to be, I don't know, whatever beautiful as we are, but like, like my veneers have made me so fucking happy. And like, it is nobody else's business about what I do to my own face. And just the remembering that anybody who takes issue with that, it is so not about me. Exactly. It's not, it's never like if for somebody, somebody is hurt in order to say those things. And so I know it, I don't know, it's trite, but it's important for us all to remember as we step further into who we really are. And as we step further into sharing it and being more visible, yes, you are going to have the people who criticize, but 99.9% of the time it has nothing to do with us. Totally. A hundred percent. And that was something I really had to step into and learn and be okay with. Right. So yeah. yeah. The one thing I was going to say earlier was, I don't know if this is uh, too far of a topic because I know it can, I don't know, be maybe triggering for people, but I feel like the way that you said it about, I don't know. I think there's just so much like of this body positivity and all that kind of stuff out there now. And trust me, if you want, like, if you want to embrace your body where it is great, whatever weight you are at, like, that's not my job to worry about. But I also feel like it's refreshing for you to, again, give people permission as you talk about the penthouse or as you talk about, again, stepping into the, the body of the woman who, who has those things, the dream body. It's okay to, it's okay to want that. Whereas I almost feel like there's this culture of it's not okay to want that anymore. I know for myself, I've had periods of my life where I'm like, maybe, maybe you should just, maybe you can just embrace that you're like happy being heavier or trying to like convince myself. I'm like, no, I know that is not my truth. And so I don't know. I just say that because I appreciate that you're taking a stand for like whatever your dream body is, it's accomplishable. And you also don't have to feel guilty about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is something I'm so passionate about because I feel like if we look at the old sort of weight loss paradigm of like, be as skinny and small as possible. And if you're not, you should be ashamed. Like I'm paraphrasing, but like I grew up during that time. Oh, that's basically, yeah. Right. And then now it's like, how dare you want to change your body? 
you should be ashamed for wanting to change your body. Shame is on both ends of that spectrum. And you cannot live a, a healthy lifestyle if you have shame about your body and about food. So I don't believe that shame is the way to, you know, get to your goal or to feel good. You have to do it from a place of love. And so many women are like, thank you. You're giving me permission to like lose the weight that isn't serving me because also, if we look at like both of those paradigms, kind of the new one of body positivity, the old weight loss paradigm, it's like, those are both still coming from external sources of like society telling us what we should or shouldn't be doing about our body and how we should or shouldn't be feeling about it. You know, I'm not going to tell a woman that she should feel amazing and happy and just love, her, obviously love herself no matter what, but love every single body part, no matter what, and just fake it and just tell yourself a million times in the mirror that like you, you know, whatever, like, I, I think that it has to be this. Yes. I love and accept myself no matter what. And I get to change something if I want to change it. And that doesn't mean that I'm wrong for it. So I think that that's a huge, huge, um, I think that that's my hope is that that's the next paradigm because that's what I am preaching. And I think that, you know, every woman has the right to feel good in her body and achieve a body that feels of highest alignment to her, whatever that looks like. If society says it's overweight, whatever. If society says that it's one thing, whatever. It's what you want because that is what's going to make you feel good. And that's the most important thing. Your signature program is called Dream Body, Dream Life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for everybody, my hope is that the biggest takeaway from this is that it's like, it's your dream body. It's your dream life. And that gets to be whatever you want to be, but they're your dreams. And you have permission to step into that, to identify as that and to take action to that. And of course, if a body is a part of that, I feel like Jamie is somebody who you should definitely, if nothing else, follow, uh, and work with, because again, she's got this down to a science and it's a really beautiful thing to watch again, just the torture vibes being taken away and truly have this like dreamy essence to it. So again, thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you uh, for being here. Let everybody know how they can connect with you and all of that fun stuff. Yes. Feel free to follow me or add me as a friend on Facebook. Um, it's obviously just Jamie Morocco, same on Instagram and same on TikTok. So feel free to follow or reach out in any of those places. And we'll link to those, of course. But thank you so much for being here. I love chatting with you as always. Thank you so much for having me. That was a great conversation. And I'm super grateful. Okay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you took the time to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps the show a ton, and I would be super grateful. 